Welcome to Overcome Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk with Natalia Mello, former Miss Olympia, coach, athlete, mom. Natalia has tremendous experience in the fitness industry, and when it comes to overcoming obstacles, she has a lot of stories to share with us. So let's get started. Welcome to Overcome Podcast, Natalia Mello. Thank you very much for uh, joining the show today. Thank you for taking this uh, time on Sunday to participate on the show. Thank you. No, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, been watching your journey uh, to recovery. It's been very inspiring. Oh, so thank you, my friend. Thank you. All. Thank you very much. And uh, yesterday was a very interesting day, the Olympia, and now I'm talking with a former Olympia. So it's very timing uh, to talk about all this because I'm always curious uh, on the subject of overcoming, right? Um, because you had such an amazing career in the fitness industry and uh, you had to step back and, and completely change your brand and, and brought something amazing new to, to the industry. How was to to really leave the competition scene and, and rebrand yourself and use everything that you learn to start helping a lot of people? Holy crap, that is a very loaded question. <laughs> it's a very good question. Um, so I think that, um, like, just for the people that might not know, um, I was one of the first um, IFBB bikini pros. Um, I turned pro in 2009, 2010, when the first, uh, when bikini was first launched. I was on the first ever bikini Olympia. I got second there, got second on the second Olympia, got, and then I finally won on my third Olympia. Um, and it's been amazing to watch the, the sport evolve. Um, and but I think that with evolution, there are some things that you like and others that you don't like. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I really believe that your life changes as well, you know, like different stages of life. And yeah. I'm I'm the type of person that I'm when I'm in, I'm all in. There is no like I don't half-ass anything. I always full-ass everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, and and whenever I was competing and getting ready for shows, it was no different. It was like my life. Um, I worked two other jobs, and at the time, um, me and my husband were doing long-distance relationships. So my life, I didn't even have to take time out of my day to uh, invest. Mm -hmm. Be, by being physically in a relationship. I had a relationship. Yep. My husband was in Ireland and I was in Florida. So my life was work and get ready for shows. And um, I used to train about five hours a day and wow. um, sometimes even six hours a day. Um, and I was all in. And so whenever my husband and I start to kind of discuss and talk about having a family, getting married. Um, at the time we were just dating. And then I was like, I think it's gonna come to a time that I'm gonna have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I wasn't willing, because another thing that I saw a lot in the fitness industry, in, and this is not a dig, it's not a, uh, I'm not pointing fingers, I am not kind of, uh, Criticizing, yeah, just your opinion. Criticizing, it's my opinion from what I have seen. I have seen a lot of people staying way past their due date yep. uh, and holding on to something that was, 
no longer is. Right. You know what I True. mean? Yep. And and um and like a lot of people becoming so obsessed with their bodies, which I think you do have to be obsessed with your body to compete in in bodybuilding. Um, but to the extent of sacrificing their health and for women sacrificing the ability of potentially even having kids because Mm -hmm. you are getting so lean and especially now with bikini year round being so lean doing i don't know some girls are doing 12 13 shows a year i wasn't willing to jeopardize having a family just to look a certain way yeah no i agree yeah so, but in certain way, you were were decided that once you achieve that goal of becoming an Olympia, you will we were going to retire, or you're going to change uh, your approach to the fitness industry, or it was something that it just happened. You never really planned that. I never planned. I never planned. Um, th- the reason why I decided to start competing was because um, I needed a goal. I needed a, a like I needed to work towards something. Um, I was feeling it was a stage of life that I was feeling very lost and I needed I needed something to give me a purpose and competition did just that and every single every single prep was challenging but the day of the show I knew that my work had been done and I was excited and I remember on my last show I knew in my heart that it was the last time that I was going to step on stage because whenever I woke up, I didn't feel that same fire. I didn't oh, okay. feel that same purpose. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just knew that that was going to be me done and that I had other things that I wanted to do with my life, like start a family, like be able to uh, go for dinner and have a few drinks with my friends. Because as I said, when I was competing, I was all or nothing and I didn't have that mindset to have a balanced life especially with my husband who you have interviewed Roger yeah. wasn't a professional athlete as well and I would look at my lifestyle it was borderline obsessive and Roger also being a high performing professional athlete he had a lot more flexibility and he had a much more uh, balanced approach to life and professional athletes life Mm-hmm. So I think that that was a big eye opener for me as well. Interesting. So you felt like you were working way harder and way more restrictive than a professional rugby player. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like my 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 regiment was one hundred times more strict and more like I don't I don't intense mm-hmm. than Roger. Than, than, oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's not it's just not sustainable to do that um entire life. As you said, many people are overdue, but they build that image that they carry on and if they don't have that image, they they are completely lost. And sometimes it's because they have nothing else to offer, you know. So yeah. that image is everything that they have, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And with you it was the opposite because you were able to build something, I would say even bigger than your previous image with uh, with everything that you're doing for the community and for your clients. Uh, a lot yeah. of your clients are regular people that are just trying to get uh, back in shape and, and live a good life with balance. So a lot of those are actually overcoming a lot of obstacles. So tell tell about this this other side of Natalia that probably some of some people don't know. So, and, and then whenever I decided to stop competing and, and everything, I had that transitional phase 
And I knew that Roger and I were going to start a family at some point. And then I got pregnant. And I mean, in Brazil, you know how it is. You start going to, I started going to the gym when I was 14 years old. So now I'm 36. So I've been going to the gym for 22 years. Um, and whenever I got pregnant, I had no idea what to do. And that's when I kind of realized that there was a little bit of a gap in the market when it comes to coaching and educating and guiding pregnant women the right way. And that's kind of, and because I know that I have a big presence on social media, I knew that it was my moral responsibility to not only give advice because it worked for me, but give advice that was reliable, that it wasn't just, oh, I think that this is right because I th because it worked for me. No, yeah. I wanted to have, so I started to take a whole bunch of free and postnatal coaching courses and I really became incredibly passionate. And the funny thing is that even when I was Miss Olympia, I never coached a, a competitor ever yeah, interesting because be, and, and everybody was like that's silly because you can make so much money and I'm like it's not about the money mm -hmm. I'm not gonna do something that I'm not passionate about and if it's not a hell yeah it's a no and then whenever I started to speak with more other like with moms and the overcoming that and a lot of my clients are also former competitors who went through that same transition of life at around the same time as I did, and they felt the same way that I did, which is like, what the fuck do I have? Do I do? Excuse <laughs> yeah. my language, but it's like, what do I do? Because these women are used to kind of spending three hours in the gym, and now that time, like, doesn't exist anymore. They they are time starved yeah. so they were able to relate to to me because i i wasn't the i had gone before them and i had been able to find that balance between maintaining a physique that i was happy with and uh, um maintaining a healthy and balanced family life yeah and i, re so, I remember clearly that you actually did work out until you were really far on the pregnancy right i remember i've seen some of your videos with uh huge belly of your first kid working yeah. out uh, and actually doing photo shoot uh, which was quite oh, amazing yeah. so it was really good also to break that stereotype right that photo shoot yeah. is only for when you are super fit I think that was a great idea too yeah it's it's just a different stage of life and, and, and I feel like women feel so it's it's a big over staying on the theme of the the theme of the the the, the podcast, it's like it's it's a big challenge to overcome mm -hmm. to accept the physical changes that your body is going through to accept that your life is going to change significantly and to overcome the 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 acceptance that you are not going to have that much time and it's not just about you now. Mm -hmm. And and um and I think that whenever you come to terms with that and you you realize that your life now is different, but different your life and your body are different, but different doesn't mean better or worse. It just right. means different. Yeah. And people always associate the different with something that is worse. But I feel much more today, and that's something that I speak over and over again to my clients and to my audience. I feel much more confident in myself as a woman and as a businesswoman now than I did when I was an Olympia champion, considered the best body in the world. Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. 
and probably you feel healthier today too. <laughs> oh, 100%, uh, a lot healthier. And it's just like, um, and I remember an advice that I got um, from Jamie Baird, who also was a competitor at my time, whenever I was moving to Ireland and her and her husband both competed. And I asked her for an advice to how to maintain a relationship without sounding so self-absorbed. And then she's like, don't be asking your husband all every single day how you look if you're holding water and things like that. And I always took that advice with me. And I think that th that was one of the things that kept my relationship healthy too, to not be so narcissistic. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and in your case, it was interesting because you got pregnant uh, of um, your first kid. And, um, and then came the second one right away. Uh, yes, that was a bit of a, a surprise. <laughs> yes, um, I fell pregnant with my daughter when my son was four and a half months, and uh, that was interesting. <laughs> no, because the, the <laughs> reason why I'm not going to this direction is because I'm not sure, for example, that when you 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 had the first one, you were starting to get back to. To lose weight because you I remember you doing some uh, before and after pictures so it felt like you were already going to start working on your your, your transformation back to you, the shape that it was and then boom you got pregnant again so <laughs> that, yes. that, that mess up with your head a little bit um, I think that um, here's the thing um, and now I'm gonna speak as an athlete um, women athlete um, we're always so, for example, a male athlete, his wife gets pregnant, it doesn't affect his sponsorship. It doesn't affect his livelihood. Yep, true. A bodybuilder, his wife gets pregnant, oh, that's cute, but he still shows up at the Olympia. He still does all the things. Mm -hmm. But whenever your tool of work is your body and you have sponsorships and you have all these people who are looking at you and paying you, expecting things from you, and you have two babies back to back and you have to have that phone call and be like, by the way, I'm pregnant again. <laughs> wow. There is always that feeling that you're like, holy crap, like now what, what do I do? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like from a business perspective, that was something, a, a lesson that I learned that is like, since the beginning of my career, um, and, and I know that we've had several conversations about this, um, since the beginning of my career, I have always been big in portraying an image that is respectful. Right. And I've always been very outspoken about things, uh, poses, pictures, things that I don't think that from a branding standpoint are smart. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I, so I think that whenever I had two kids back to back, although I had that feeling deep down of like, oh crap, like what is going to happen? I knew that I had been able to build a personal brand that wasn't reliant just on my appearance. Right. It was, it was, it was, whole it was more about, so it was about your appearance, but it was also about your knowledge. My knowledge and um, and me as a person, like putting, because people could relate. I have always been very real with everything about my life, and uh, and I try to stay that way because 
everything, when you don't tell the truth, like I want to meet people whenever I'm out and about and people be like, oh my goodness, you are just like you are on social media. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the thing is like, I talk too much to try to be two people. <laughs> the whole like online persona thing doesn't work for me because I talk too much. <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. So so that, that was the only aspect that, that messed up with your mind a little bit because of the sponsorship, but as far as your self-confidence or anything else, you were just fine. I mean, you were like, okay, it was a surprise, but I know already how it is and, and probably you handle even better because you already have the knowledge of what to do, right? Yes, that that is 100% correct. Like, as far, And I feel like my second pregnancy, I enjoyed the process a lot more because I, I kind of surrendered to the things I, I couldn't have. Like, you can't control mm -hmm. the, that you're gonna gain weight during pregnancy. It is just a fact of pregnancy and I fall with that the first time time around because I wanted to be this badass pregnant mom and stuff like that. Um, but the second time around, I was like, you know what? I'm creating a person. I was able to get back in shape after my first one. I'm sure I can do it again. Mm -hmm. And I just enjoyed the process. And that was a relief. And also because I knew that I had, um, I had other things to bring to the table as well. As a, as a professional, I knew I had other things to, to bring to the table. So I was much more at ease the second time around. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and you kept yourself pretty busy during both times because I remember uh, despite new kids and everything, you were always uh, sharing information, always putting information out there. And then you built this whole mom league, uh, which came out right after uh, the, the second one, right? Oh my God, yes. So I, Roger and I decided to move to Texas when our kids were nine months and a year and a half. And I was also launching my signature program, the Mother Strong League. And whenever we moved here, we had no family help. We had nothing. We were literally starting from nothing. We were in an Airbnb with all these suitcases, two babies, And I was like, mm, I'm going to launch my program right now. So we moved in June. My program lo launched in July and Roger was working 12 to 13 hours a day. So basically my business was launched on my kids nap time and overnight work. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I think that this resilience and th this uh, and you're probably going to agree with me as a, as a father that like give having kids gives you a different purpose in life it gives you that drive to accomplish things and to be able to give them a life that maybe we didn't have mm -hmm. and to experience things that we didn't get to experience so that that having the kids i feel like it has lit a fire for me and i'm sure that for you is the same yeah because it's, just... top, it's not only about you anymore it's more, much more about them Yes, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so you launched that program in July. And you, did you get like immediate response from the audience and immediately people were jumping in and, and signing up? 
Uh, we had a waiting list of about 450 people and that this is like another lesson that I kind of uh, had from starting my own business. People, a lot of times they confuse followers with customers. And this is again, from, from the business side of things. And that's, that's a mistake that I see a lot of influencers making, thinking that just because they have, I don't know, 300,000 followers, a million followers that all those people are going to buy from you. And that couldn't be further away from the yeah. truth. So whenever I launched the Mother Strong League, it was about like a week and it was crickets. I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> something's not working. So I kind of had to troubleshoot and try to figure out, okay, are we having any problems with the sales page itself? Are we having any problems with people being able to buy? And then after finding out what the problems were, the sales started coming in and think like people started to understand what the program was about, that it wasn't just like a workout plan or anything like that. It was like, it's really a community. Like we had our holiday virtual party happy hour yesterday. So uh, um, I try to keep that community feel and that open space for, for women to talk about things that a lot of times are just a bit taboo to discuss in, in the open space, yeah, you know? That's amazing. So it's not just about, yeah, it's not just about the, the workouts. It's not just about like having yoga classes. We are a very comprehensive platform. I hired the best professionals to help me build this platform. I couldn't have done this all by myself. Uh, but I think that one of the biggest things for us is the community um, because I found that in the parenting community, there is a lot of judgment and I knew that I didn't want to create that kind of environment for the moms who, who, who decide to work with me. So yes, in the beginning, it was a bit of a bumpy road um, and a, a lesson that I learned, um, understanding that followers don't mean buyers. Right. In customers, um, but but I think that now we are close to 200 members in the Madashong League, um, and some of the members have been with us. They are with us for their third pregnancy. Oh wow, that's amazing! Yeah, like yes. Um, so one one of the ladies she joined us right after she had her second child, and then she. Um, got pregnant again and then she did the pregnancy plan and she literally just found out that she's expecting her third child <laughs> wow. and she's been with us all this time that's that's amazing now you are diversifying your portfolio because it's not only about that uh, platform but you're also creating uh, some transformation that i've seen programs which are more are not totally related to the, the to the to the mother's league right it's more uh, a completely different uh, program. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one thing that I realized is that, like, when it comes to, because the Madhushong League is almost like a subscription-based uh, kind of program, and people are like people have been screwed over so many times by online programs and things like that that I feel like I, I know that I can deliver good service. I know that me and my team are very helpful when it comes to nurturing our community and like I don't tolerate like my customer support person um, I that is a rule that we have nobody waits more than 24 hours for a response period I don't care what happens mm -hmm. nobody waits like customer support for me is a big part so um, I feel like people needed to experience my style of coaching and the methods that I that I 
that I offer mm -hmm. before committing to something longer and see not only what I can do, but what they can do. Because I feel like a lot of people don't believe, like their biggest problem is not believing in themselves enough. So if I give them all the tools that I know that they need and it's going to enable them to accomplish their goals and they see how freaking amazing they are and how resilient they are and how disciplined they can be if they put their mind into something, they are going to start to see all the possibilities. Yep. So um, I feel like the challenge has only been, it's, it's a very good starting point for people to see how much they can accomplish. And what's different about the, the, the transformation is that, that you say that is a bit different from the Madishong League. Yes, but I'm still catering to moms because all my programs, they cater to breastfeeding moms. Mm. And I make all the modifications needed inside the program to moms who just had babies so they are they are able to do it in a safe way okay interesting i didn't know that i thought that was open for every woman oh well every every woman can do it but because um i'm i'm known for as a a, a coach who works primarily with moms what is happening also a lot is like whenever women think about starting a family before they start a family they come to me and they're like i want to start losing weight before i get pregnant mm -hmm. so um by by making myself known as a, a coach that works primarily with moms whenever women even start thinking about getting fit having a baby they think of me because they know that i can help them get in shape before they get pregnant interesting yeah and i've seen some of the transformation that are some results are outstanding uh And I was curious, uh, with such uh, outstanding results, did you ever receive the invitation or uh, a question from, from a man saying, when are you going to have this program for men? <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. Uh, <laughs> all the time. But again, um, I think that I, I started my programs and I started working primarily with moms because that is the demographic that I have felt passionate about working with. Um, when I competed, I didn't coach competitors because it wasn't my passion. Mm -hmm. And I think that now is the same thing with working with men is, um, I, I'm not passionate about it. I, it's not something that I would say that I'm an expert in. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an expert at working with women. I'm an expert at working with women who want to have kids, women who are pregnant and women, women who have had kids. Anything you ask me about this population I can answer you. Yeah. And I, if I don't know how to answer, I'll know somebody who can and can help me. But, and, and that's the thing, like, I don't want to, like, when you try to, to do all the things, you, you try to be a jack of all trades, you're a master of right. none. And I re I'd, rather, I'd rather be a master of that one population. And this also show a lot of your integrity because uh, some people would do just to make money. And um, no. you are always aligned with your integrity and what you are passionate about, which is very important. It also brings a lot of uh, trust uh, on what you do. Oh, 100%. Like, uh, um, I, I'm, I've, I've made a commitment with myself um, that during my professional life, I'll try to do some kind of educational course every quarter. I think that you can never know too much um, you can always learn. I am a, a learner, a student by heart. And I feel like if people are trusting me with their hard earned money, I need to give them what they deserve. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I even look back sometimes at 
programming that I have done. And I'm like, oh, God, I almost want to go back to all these people and apologize. <laughs> but it's part of growth, you know. It's part of uh, acknowledging that. You didn't have at that time. Yeah, you just didn't have yeah, at that time. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think that uh, acknowledging that there is always room for growth is is what makes people grow. Yep. Um, and and I, I'm not going to like I've told people that maybe I'm not the right coach for them because, again, I'm very blunt. I'm very abrupt and uh, not abrupt, but I'm very direct with my style of coaching. And I know that I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I'm OK with You're that. You're not going to be able to please everyone anyway. So it's better to be transparent yeah. and original than try to massage everyone and not having the results that they actually need. Exactly, 100%. And, and that's funny because a lot of the girls that come to me, they're like, I came to you because I like your no BS policy. Attitude. <laughs> yeah, no, no BS yeah, policy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like what you see is what you get. And like even whenever I'm doing my lives with my girls, I'm like, stop with the BS. You're going crazy or talk. you're talking crazy talk. Stop it. So I'm very, I'm always very open, very honest. And um, and I think, and I'm in this, I've been in the fitness industry for like going on 11 years, mm -hmm. 12 years. And I've tried to keep my work, the integrity of my work um, intact yeah. because I'm in this for the long run. You know, I'm in this not for a quick buck. I'm in this not just for one minute of fame. I want to help people. And uh, not only now, but in the long term. I don't want somebody who's coached by me to, I don't know, a year down the line have all these health issues because they have been trained in a way that is incorrect mm -hmm. and it's unhealthy. Um, this is a big thing for me. And, you know, if it doesn't pay as well as if I advertised all this, I don't know, fancy quick fix kind of stuff mm -hmm. i'm okay with that yeah. at least i can go go to bed and sleep at and night. it is a really tough industry because there are so many gurus out there there are so many fitness industry celebrities and to build the reputation based on trust based on integrity and based on, on results is something that takes a long time and, and i think that over those 12 years uh you were able to establish this foundation Yeah, yeah, and that's always been my goal. Even with the relationships that I have built over the years, um, I like to maintain all the relationships, even with like the supplement companies that have let me go. I still have a phenomenal relationship with most of the people who worked for the companies because um, especially in the fitness industry, it is such a, a big but a small industry. Everybody knows everybody that um, why are you going to leave like, throwing shit in the fan mm -hmm. and then hoping for the best. Yeah. I'd rather, uh, um, I'd rather, you know, keep an amicable relationship with everybody and um, just, just be known for good work and for being a good person and for being a competent coach. Yeah. And that's one thing that even when I look at Instagram posts and stuff like that and that we've discussed, they're over-sexualized and all of that. And I'm like, Earn your space and earn your reputation, not by tits and ass. Like, earn your reputation by doing good work. Yep. 
Totally agree. Totally agree. Now going going back to the to the main theme of overcoming. Um, what do you think, uh, based on the experience that you have now with this program for women? What do you what do you think are uh, some of the patterns that you observe over the Ooh. years as far as overcoming what they are really struggling about that you usually help them to overcome? Oh my God, that is such a good question. Oof. I think that um, especially with uh, moms, mm. they, they want to hate their bodies into, into good shape. Hmm. As in like, there is so much negative self-talk and there is so much like, oh, I look like crap. Oh my God, this is disgusting. And oh my God, like, this is not the way it was. And I, I'm, I, I'm appalled. And I'm like, you cannot hate your body into shape. Mm. You're only going to be able to change if you start to accept the things that you can change and try to change the things that you have the power to change. Yeah. And whenever that minds that that shift happens that's when the changes start to happen and i feel like women especially they're so hard on themselves and there is such a big influence from social media on um on, on the perfect body like <laughs> on the perfect body and um even like on a funny story once a lady came to to train with me and she came with a magazine that i was on the cover <laughs> And then she's like, I want to look like her. And then I joked and I said, so do I, because I certainly don't look like her right now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and like, I didn't look like the pictures um, on, on, on magazines year round, especially when I competed, because there was always that on and off season mm -hmm. uh, roller coaster. So I think that understanding that you can only compare yourself to yourself. Um, is half of the battle and accepting the things that you 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 can't change and trying to work on the things that you do have the power to change and I feel like sometimes women get so stuck on and obsessing over the things that like for example for women who have had kids they skin in their bellies I mean you can't fix the skin unless you go to to a surgery yeah, true but like waking up every single day and complaining about that, not to mention the negative impact of that type of language on your children. Mm -hmm. Like even in our house, we try to avoid any, um, any type of language of like, oh, we're, I'm on a diet or, oh, I look fat. Mm -hmm. I've said that a few times jokingly even to Roger and I immediately took it back and I kind of reminded myself that I don't want my kids to grow up in this type of environment. So I think that for women, the biggest pattern that I see is them being them, their worst enemies. So, so it, it, it is true to say that a lot of, uh, of your clients, a lot of people that you work with, the first work that you do is, is more mental, uh, psychological, that that even before touching the diet or the exercise program, right? Because they are in such a negative state of mind that they first have to shift completely uh, to this positive way to see life and then move on. 100%. Um, 100%. And, you know, and that's why I, sh I share so many vulnerable pictures on my social media, like skin and like 
when I'm not ripped to shreds and, you know, like in all in my life as a mom, I like to keep it real because I understand that as somebody who has a, a big platform on social media, if I lead by example, by showing that there are flaws and there are things that might not be how they were before, but you can still accept them. Um, my show women that it is okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, I think that my work with these women begin even before they become my clients. And my clients come to me when they start to understand that I'm going to be the coach who is going to be okay with them not being perfect. Yeah. Which is, uh, um, no, no one is perfect. So that's the first step to, to admit and to, to stop moving on. And I really like the, the approach because you are one of the few that uh, also post uh, bad moments, not only the good moments. So you, you will post, as you said, vulnerable pictures or pictures that may not be on your best uh, physique at that time, but uh, is encouraging to always show that uh, it's okay. You're going to have ups and downs. You're not going to be shred all year long. That's, uh, that's not real. Uh, and not healthy mm -hmm. so it's good that you are educating on that aspect as well no uh, yeah it's always being um, it's always being a big thing like being real um, especially because my husband if I'm not real he'll call me out on my BS <laughs> he'll be like look at me and be like what are you doing <laughs> so um, and that's one thing that I think it's it's very good because when you are known to that extent on the fitness industry and you compete and you win an Olympia, it's very easy to let ego take over and think that you are like the hottest thing since his sliced bread. <laughs> uh, and, and Roger has always been very good at keeping me grounded and keeping me who I am, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I'm, I'll forever be grateful for that. And I think that because he's always been so honest and made me stay very honest as well. Um, that has helped me attract the people who I want to work with and who want honesty and who wants to work with somebody who doesn't hold back. So, um, so yeah. So, is, so if there is anything that this Natalia of today, with all the, the level of maturity that you have, with the kids, with your program, with your new brand, would advise to the young Natalia when she was competing that she would be like, hey, you don't need to do this. Uh, there is anything that you would advise for that hungry Natalia that wanted to, to win the Olympia or you think you did everything right uh, for that time? I don't regret anything that I have done because I think that even the mistakes, they were lessons to, for me to become who I am today. I would say that the advice that I would give to young Natalia, it would be more to work on me as a brand earlier. Mm. Okay. Uh, because I think that a big mistake that people make, especially in the competitive world, is to be a competitor, period. That's all they are. Hmm. And I was that person for a long time as well. But the thing is that Next year at the Olympia, somebody hotter, cooler, younger is going to come along. And then what do you have? Um, whenever you look at competing and all the places that you get to go as um, a successful competitor, 
use that as a platform to promote your stuff. Yeah. You didn't do that. Looks like looks like you didn't do in, that enough. No, I I feel like it could have been done better and like even with with when it comes to sponsors, people become very reliant on income that it is from sponsors, but quite honest, like with the exception of um one one uh, sponsor that I've had for 10 years which is uh, uh Better Bodies um every other most of the the most of the 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 sponsors that I've had they would be kind of like get tired of um not get tired but like just find the hottest mm -hmm. next thing and be like send me a message and be like oh by the way your contract is ending in two weeks mm -hmm. yeah so if you're if you're completely reliant on that kind of that income and you don't have something for 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 yourself, then what what's next? Yeah. No, it's true, true. Yeah, that's a great that's it, a great it, advice. Uh, use also that momentum that you are on the peak of your career to start building that brand and yeah. working on that. Yeah, yeah. No, and and like again, I'm not saying that I did a, like that was all horrible what I did. Like as soon as I won the Olympia, I was like, crap, I'm gonna take advantage of this and start to share my experience. So with winning the Olympia, I got to experience doing seminars in nearly 25 different countries. But don't you think that you are way bigger today uh, than you were when you won the Olympia? That's how, how I feel, at least. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I mean, I, you were like, big, I but I think that you have way more presence nowadays than you had when you won. Maybe because social I media have, was not as big as well. I, I feel like I have more balls now. To, to say what I want to say and to stand up for uh, for the things that I believe in. Even when it comes to, again, like negotiating contracts and uh, I feel like a lot of people, will, especially when it's a, no offense, a man-owned owned business, they will come like and talk to me like I'm just a bikini competitor and that's it, that I don't know anything else. So I feel like I have a lot more balls today to put pe whenever people try to minimize my efforts, my knowledge, my experience as a businesswoman, I have a lot more balls to just come back and be like, no, bro, it doesn't work like yeah, that. You are more empowered. And, and I think that this came, yeah. this came with the, the growth of your platform and, and your brand. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Today, yeah. your brand is way stronger. Your brand today is way stronger than it was when you won the Olympia. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I would agree with that. And, and I think it's just because I, I have discovered who I am. Yeah. Like as a person, so and I'm I'm very comfortable in who I am, and not trying to accommodate and like be a certain way just because I have to be. No, I'm I'm I am the way that I am. And but you know, do you ever do you ever <laughs> miss that spotlight and highlight and uh, front cover magazine? Do you ever miss this, or you you think it was good, but now you really don't care that much? Uh I would like to be in magazines again, but just to send a message that your career and your life is not over after you have kids. Mm -hmm. I, you would be more, you wouldn't be so much for me, but you would be more to send a message to women 
that you can still accomplish things and you can still do things and you can still pursue your career and your dreams even after you become a mom because there that is one of the biggest things that when I became pregnant and the first time and I was traveling so much and I was doing so many cool things that it's like crap like there were times that I would be two three different countries in the same weekend I would wake up and I wouldn't even know in which country I was in I would wake up and look at the hotel room and be like hold on where am I and you know like not many people can say that so um that was an amazing experience and whenever I, I got pregnant I was like oh my god all of that has been quote-unquote taken from me but it, it hadn't been taken it was just opening doors to new experience yeah, so and and I came to understand that as time went by but I still feel I, I from the messages that I received from women now on my social media a lot of them come to me and they're like oh I'm I'm scared of getting pregnant and having a baby and my body you know like not being the same and um, my career going to the tank and, and I'm like well your body is not going to be the same but it doesn't mean that it's going to be worse yeah. and that's why I like to put myself in positions where I know that women out there are struggling to think that it is possible for a woman who is a mom no it's a it's a very very interesting point and and as you said you became specialized on this area you have first-hand experience uh, on this and I've seen uh, the results. I follow you, and I've seen a lot of the results that I'm like, that's incredible. Uh, because I lost 100 pounds myself, so I know the struggle that is uh, to lose uh, weight and and mainly keep it down, which is really hard. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's, a, it's easier to lose, but to keep it down is, is harder. Uh, yeah. And, and you, You've done a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, and, and your clients, they, they probably stay on the league and paying the subscriptions because it's not only about changing it, it's about keeping it and continue to evolve. Yeah, no, 100%. That is a big part of like my, my philosophy, my methods is to make sure, like I've had clients that they came to me and they were like petrified of telling me that they liked wine. <laughs> I'm like, girl, we're gonna have wine together, uh, you know. Like, and and like, there, in the fitness industry for a long time, we had such extreme views that you you kind of like, you are either this or you are this. You cannot be anything in between. And like, why can't you have a kale salad and a glass of wine? Yeah. You know, and whenever you start to learn that more balanced and flexible approach, it's much easier for a woman and a mom to see herself doing that and sticking with it because she's like mm, okay i can have a bite of my kids chicken nuggets and eat a salad and i'll be okay yeah, yeah. Uh, i just have to learn how to do it so um that is the whole purpose um of what i've done and again because a lot of the ladies who come to me they are former competitors and they're so used to those extremes of the 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 competitive world uh that it is really life-changing for a lot of them to understand and learn that they can have can be in shape and can be in a can live in a body that they're happy and comfortable in in a flexible and balanced manner yeah. no amazing natalia uh we could talk for hours and hours uh but i, I will let you go you, you i know that uh, nico is already uh, out there i saw him <laughs> <laughs> so uh thank you very much natalia keep up the great work i think the work that you do thank is you. Uh, it's outstanding you you bring a whole 
different dimension to the industry. I'm a fan, a uh, friend, and uh, I, I really appreciate everything you do. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for the invitation. Thanks for having me, and thanks for the great chat. Absolutely. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.